How are you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final discussion slash interview slash meeting of minds for Benjacon 2022. It's been a great week of very awesome exchanges of ideas and exchanges of thoughts. Today, on a, appropriately enough, on a Sunday, we are rounding it out with one of the more inspired people that I know, Joshua Garcia of Inspired LBC. I'm not sure what to categorize Josh as, but he's an artificiado, businessman, entrepreneur, definitely somebody I related to on a spiritual level and an artistic level. So I wanted to be sure we got him on this year to talk with us a little bit about what he's doing and his perspectives on things. He's got a fresh eyesight and a fresh perspective on what's been happening with social media and everything else. So we're going to be sure to get him on here. As usual, you will be able to find my podcast online and all the other podcast outlets, Apple, Google, Amazon's got a new thing. So if you go to Amazon Music, you can actually listen to podcasts there as well. That's where you're going to find the full podcast experience for Mr. Benji's ADD experience, which is the name of my podcast. So I want to appreciate everybody for coming through. I'm not going to wait too long on this one. We're going to go ahead and get Josh in here and get to talking. If you have any questions, comments, definitely be sure to ask them. If you have something really pressing, we may even have you tap in, call up and see what's going on. But for right now, what is up, my friend? What is up, Josh? How are you doing? Mr. Benjo? What's <laughs> <laughs> up, dude? I'm good. How are uh, you? Doing great. Doing great, man. Good seeing you. How are things? Things are good, dude. I'm just running at, uh, as fast as I can, but also like taking rests when I need them. You know what I mean? Because like rest oh. is just as important as moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You've you always kept it busy, though, so I totally appreciate that. And hey, I appreciate it, dude. You know, I usually don't do a Sunday recording, but Ooh. Sunday is kind of my spiritual step back day. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling inspired. Ooh. Let me let me jump in there and let me let me call let me call him Josh and see what what can what can we make happen. Yes, hit up the bat phone. <laughs> That's right. Really quickly, I want to thank everybody who came who's coming through. My Grok, Left Food and View, T Harvey, oh. what's up? You know, Olivia. Glass Art Elements, Oliver, thank you all for coming through. Be sure if you, as I said, if you have any questions, comments, post them in the, in the comment box. In fact, I'm going to post that up right now. So really quickly, for the people who may not know, or just to set this off, let us know a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, broad overview. We'll get into the specifics later. Yeah. Yeah. So. My name is Joshua Garcia. I run Inspired LBC, but like more importantly, like I just live a creative lifestyle, you know, whatever and whatever that looks like. And I can, I love to connect artists to businesses, artists to brands, and then artists to other artists. And it seems like the deeper that I follow my curiosity into this world, into this community, into this culture, more and more doors are opening up. And also it's just like, I'm having like very fruitful, right? This, this podcast included very fruitful conversations with a lot of people that are making positive changes and, you know, going after their goals and, you know, coping with different traumas and, you know, it's, it's a, it's the full life experience, right? The human experiences. And we're being able, we're able to express that 
which is through art, which is cool. And I'm being, I'm like in the, in the passenger seat, just along for this crazy walk ride. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So when I met you, you were, it was at Bixby Park. We yeah. were put, we're, they were putting together art shows. There were seasonal art fairs that would happen there. And I was a part of those. And that's where I ran across you, Claudia and others. And I remember your enthusiasm of just seeing all of the creativity and the artists coming together and the people in the community. How far along were you in your art slash creative event journey at that point? Yeah. So I don't know if that was like the first thing you were doing or where that came along in the process. You met me at this, you met me at the jump pretty much when we connected, which is kind of cool <clears throat> because I took a mentor of mine out to, to lunch. And uh, this was, you know, when I was doing real estate, you know, wholeheartedly full, full time. And I was like, I want to get back to the community. I just don't know how. And he's like, well, what do you enjoy doing? I was like, well, I like working out. I'm active. I like traveling, hiking, art, like watching movies, food, et cetera. He's like, well, write all of that down and just do something in that. And so that's what I did. Uh, and a week later, he tagged me on the post for Claudia. She was looking for an art curator. And that really set off my journey. Like from that point that I raised my hand, set me down this really cool creative journey. And from that point, I started meeting a lot of different artists and creatives, trying to look for artists for the show. You being one of them, <laughs> shout out Mr. Benja and uh, AI. And, you know, I met so many different creatives that we put together for that event. And then from that event kind of just sprung on other ones as well. Okay. Cause I remember it was the and I do take that back. It wasn't the park where we met. We met at the art, expo, ex, the expo center. Yeah. And I, I remember like you were going around, you know, uh, shaking hands, doing the thing. And I was like, okay, who's this guy? You know, <laughs> this guy stopping by everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're always, you're always curious about that. And so when you stop by, I was like, okay, that's a pretty cool guy. And I've definitely put you in my, in my mental Rolodex. Like, okay, uh, watch out for that guy. Yeah. And, and later on, I see you, you know, building up into new things. Now you've gotten a lot more into the, when I, I don't want to say just the art community, but definitely in the, the visible art space with the murals. And yeah. uh, I remember, what was it? Is it powwow that mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit of that you, yeah. you were definitely covering at least. Yeah. I mean, powwow, I mean, formerly known as powwow, Long Beach Walls, now known as Long Beach Walls is an okay. amazing international art mural festival and i got the opportunity to work with them and you know help with the closing party shout out to dakota for for making that happen dakota yeah yeah she's she's amazing and you know i was able to, to help with some of the closing parties and it was amazing to be a part of and now you know i'm helping them with their upcoming installation for long beach wall this year which is i'm just really happy to be a part of it so all right and it's cool it's cool like meeting all these artists you know these creators yeah definitely now so you, you decided like when you said you're, you talked to your mentor and you made the list and you know giving back to the community and you you decided to choose art was art always something you had been around or was it something you were really curious about where, where did that connection come from yeah always been surrounded by art ever since i was young always fascinated with movies i love walt disney animation, comic books. I was always like into those things, right? Cartoons. So I was always kind of surrounded by art and music. And so 
as I start as I started jumping it into it with Inspired LBC, everything kind of just like opened up like fully, you know, and and now it's very exciting to, like I said, be a part of. Okay. Now with with getting into art and the spirituality of it, and I, I say that spirituality of it because your angle on art is different and it really matches like who you are. I'm even looking at the painting behind you, which is a more spiritual oh, piece, right? Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Toledo. Okay. And Mommy B. They created this in two hours. Nice. This piece is for sale. It's created during the absolute best of Long Beach Awards. All right. And yeah, it's, it is for sale. So if you know of anybody, holla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where did the inspired part come from? Because you, you've got to, let me step back. Explain what Inspired LBC is in that as well, because you've got this organization, Inspired LBC. It also matches up with your your love of photography and, you know, drone footage. So I saw I, that's your, your input in there, really digging that. How did Inspired LBC come about and what does it mean to you? Yeah, it, it basically started from just conversations, you mm -hmm. know, because once I started getting that, once I got, you know, I raised up my hand to do the art in Bixby Park, I started meeting a lot of different artists and I was like, you know, how do I, I want to share what you do with everybody that I know, but how do I go about doing that? How do I go about promoting this event? You know, because at that time, my Instagram was primarily just, you know, my personal Instagram was just all personal stuff, okay, real estate and like just, you know, personal videos. So I was talking to this girl at Somatic Store and she's like, why don't you just start your own Instagram account? And, you know, anytime you start something new, you're just like, oh, you know, start from scratch, you know, start from zero. I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But after about a week, week and a half of talking about it, talking about with, with Liz, you know, Liz, mm -hmm. I'll probably mention her a couple of times because she was a big part in this too. But she's like, why don't you just start an Instagram? So I did. And Inspired LBC kind of just came about, you know, I was feeling inspired. Yeah. You know? I was feeling really inspired, like meeting these people. Yeah. She's got a marketing background, right? Or Liz, was yeah. it? Okay. That, I want to make sure I had that piece of the puzzle there. All right. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was feeling inspired and that's that's where it started from. And it it really just rolled together. You know, I think I was listening to Snoop Dogg is that one song where he's like, it's so easy to be Snoop, B-O-G-G and LBC. And I was like, oh, that's tight. It's right, LBC. Let's do that. You know, kept it. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. No, it, it works. And then when people see it, they're like, oh, okay, inspired LBC. Yeah. What up, Sheldon? Sheldon <laughs> the chat. It's the homie. Nice. So... What does art do for you? I mean, what can it do for the community? Because I'm listening to people talk about, well, we need arts. We need, you know, this community thing. And it's very kind of nebulous. It's like, yeah, art's good. And the, a lot of the conversation kind of stops there. But what does it do? I mean, why are you, why would you push it as something that's good for the, the people, the community and the spirit, basically? Yeah, that's an amazing question. Art does so much for people, it's out of control. Like it's a very spiritual thing, uh, like what I've been doing. I've seen the impact that it's had on people, firsthand accounts. And also like, you know, look at the Beatles, right? When the Beatles okay. performed and they traveled the world and they were on tour, like people freaked out. You know, people were crying, people were fainting. And that's the power of art, right? Their art being music. So what art does, I mean, 
art moves people, you know, whether that be physical art, like visual art, music, and also performing arts, you know, it, it makes people feel. And I think people, especially now in today's world with all this electronics and, you know, cell phone use, usage and stuff like that, it, you know, when we connect with something, right. that's when we're fully alive, you know, versus being like on, on our cell phones, which, you know, like we're on a lot, you know, some because of jobs, but just everything's on it, you know? Right. So when we experience like a piece of art or like music, we're able to kind of just be in what, you know, that flow, that flow state. Is it ever, has, has the cell phone era, that's what I'll call it right now, has the cell phone era diminished that impact of art or is it, it's, it's weird now. Yeah. Because a lot of my work, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I wish I would have seen that in person. And I am uh, on the introvert side and I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to do my best not to see anybody in person, but, you know, <laughs> but okay, the art does, you know, I, I understand the art in person kind of thing. So how, yeah. self, how has the cell phone and the mobile era kind of changed the scene? Basically, it's, it, it's a double-edged sword, right, mm-hmm. with cell phone because like, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic marketing tool. It mm-hmm. allows you to get your message to a, a, a broader audience, deeper. You're able to send your messages quickly right? You're able to get feedback quickly with your audience. Like one thing right now, I'm really just studying like, like, you know, everything that Gary V talks about and mm-hmm. like building personal brand and providing value to the marketplace. And that's for, for myself, I'll just go on a quick little tangent and I'll bring it back. That's what I'm focused on that. I don't know if you notice, like with just with my content in general, I'm changing it to to more like informational items, like conversations mm-hmm. that you and I typically have, you know, it's so fruitful. I'm like, man, I want to share that. So exactly now I'm just recording it. And I feel like I feel more invigorated by doing, doing that and sharing that type of content versus what I've done in previously. So I'm, I'm tinkering around with that. But going back to your question, how, how has the cell phone era affected art? It's, it's affected it you know in many ways you know yeah but at the same token there's still a need for having fine art you know up in like canvas art like hung up on your walls it yeah. changes the whole vibe of a, of a of a place i've i've seen that like time and time again like it it can brighten up a room it can dim a room it can make a, a place moody you know and i think and also i was just in a conversation about this with my mom she said like art carries energy Yes. Yes. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Oh man, I have this whole thing on energy and I'll have to break it down one day, but I don't have a full vocabulary. So I've just been studying and learning as, (laughs) as you know, we've discussed different books and things. Yeah. But yeah, art carrying energy. It's, it's amazing to me how, you know, people will dress themselves, you know, they'll make sure their car is right and everything. Then I'll go to their house or see where they live. And there's not, not much on the wall. There may be, it doesn't have to be on the wall kind of art, but there's not much on the wall. You don't see very much care taken to the curation of their own living space. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a lot of work, but it's something that you think about over time. And as far as energy goes, to me, you've got your own personal energy and yeah. your living space, your environment 
is part of that. So if there's anything I can do to make my environment synergize with me more, then I want to do that. So, I mean, you see me here wearing the taco tee, you know, (laughs) and I've got my, my own stuff on the wall. And that's one of my dad's pieces right there. It's the little palm tree. Oh, that's yeah. where uh, is that a location, specific location or what is it? What is it? It's it's in Florida. Florida? I was, I was raised in, I was raised in Florida and my, my dad was a portrait artist and a sign painter oh. for the state of Florida. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know if you know the, if you ever go down like a highway or into a park and yeah. you'll see like, you know, one of those big signs that says, this is the natural habitat of the blue heron, blah, blah, blah. And there's yeah. a picture, the picture of the bird sitting in the lake or whatever. My dad would do those illustrations. What? Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. And, and then also he did the portrait art. So if you ever went to like one of the libraries or something and there's, you know, a representative or a congressman or something who had their painting up on the wall, my dad was also doing those. Wow. Yeah. I'm about, I'm about to check that out because i'm heading back to miami for art basil bro we should go to mm-hmm. art basil De- De- definitely art basil dude. <laughs> i've never i've never been dude I, I, okay gotta go right. <laughs> <laughs> yep the, like a spot i've definitely done the la art show that's fun yeah it's it's pretty commercial and run through you know people like to run through it pretty quickly and not really engage in the action that's going on there but it's still, it's still a good show right yeah I, I haven't been to the la art show i mean like every time it's come through i've always been stuck doing something or you know just timing wouldn't align but i've heard i've heard it's kind of like a commercial too like I mean, it looks cool you know it looks like all cool kind of setup i think it from what I've seen, it may be missing like kind of like a, a swag to it. Maybe I don't know, like just from yeah. the photos that I've seen, mm-hmm. or like a, an event element, you know. But yeah, Basil is, is is a whole it's a whole vibe. Yeah, totally. I would say the LA art show makes sense for LA because when got it when you go through it, you're like, oh yeah, okay, LA, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they but they always have some they always have some bangers there. Definitely worth checking out. Saw saw a couple pieces by by uh, Shepherd Fairy that Ooh. will that never because he has several levels of his art. You know, yeah. the street art, the clothing, the small the small boutique kind of art prints yeah. that that make their way to the small boutiques. Like I, I didn't I didn't know like when he ever Love. they ever dropped a print run. That like small boutiques and little off in the cut shops like would, would, sell, would, would sell vinyl and a couple of these Shepherd Fairy prints. So he's hooked into that and the levels kept going up. And when I was at the LA Art Show, I saw one of his larger pieces and it was huge, done up in diamond dust. So you saw the Andre the Giant face done up in yeah. diamond dust Whoa. and it was like a cream background and then like a dark, a slightly darker tan. And then on top of that was the diamond dust. So there's like, that's cool. These layers of color there, but yeah. it's all pretty modern. They're kind of like, yeah, they're all kind of like close in palette. Yeah. Uh, hue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're kind of like subtly popping out. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, that's, I love that. that's one of those pieces that never shows up on like, you know, hype beast or anything like that, because it only goes through the hands of major collectors. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, you know, it's, it's so interesting. And like, you know, like how 
what what I'm interested in at right now is like the marketing of art, you know, and how to share a story within each series, you mm. know, or each piece, like, you know, beyond it. You know, I, I love, I love stories and I love storytelling. I think that's kind of like the filmmaker director in me and like everything I do, it's like, how can I tell, how can this, like, what's the story behind this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, or what's, you know, because every project that you do, there's, there's a process, right? There's that creative process that we all go through. And also things that kind of come up along the way. Yeah. You know, like you forgot a bottle of paint, so you got to go get the paint or whatever the case may be. Yeah. yeah. This, that, and the other. <laughs> no, the, the story is the greatest part. And I really get yeah. into it. Like I was talking to some artists about their branding and there was a lot of resistance. Like, I don't want to just be this commercial smuck making gimmicks and trying to advertise. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I really do. I really do. Because I'm a developer at heart. I'm a creative at heart. And I, I fought that side of things for a long time. And, you know, I explained this in one of the earlier ones, but I just started running into different people in corporate environments that would, that would kind of show me like, well, no, here's what marketing can do. Here's what sales can do, you know, yeah. advertising, public relations, promotions, et cetera, et cetera. It's and, a necessary thing. Right. I'm glad you said necessary thing instead of necessary evil because <laughs> it's not yeah. necessarily evil, but it can easily do that. Yeah. Correct. Correct. hundred percent. So with the story, and you've definitely done a good job of storytelling. When did you like, You've got this cutting edge about you. You're always on the edge of like, of of the research on like, you know, who's doing what, how are people connecting? You were fast. uh, You were out there with the drone photography. Be out here. Yeah. With the drone photography. And I was like, okay, this guy's on the edge. He's trying to make these things happen. When did you decide to do the drone thing? Bro, I've always been fascinated with drones. Like it's a whole different perspective it's a whole different game a whole different like viewpoint i've been so i started doing drone stuff like 20 i want to say 2016 2017 Uh, i had a spark a dji spark which was just like the the beginning beginner's drone which was perfect because you know i just wanted to capture stuff and at that at that era it was still groundbreaking i was like holy smokes like this looks amazing you know yeah um, well, like who like who introduced you to it because you just seen it online or yeah no i just i just saw it online i I saw drones were coming out and like i don't know how i got introduced to it, whether i think it was likely it was on instagram i was like oh shit like dji that's tight that's really cool oh shit now you can buy them personally so yeah. i ended up getting one and then you know from there like you know i would travel i traveled that year and it, i took it with me everywhere and from there, I was like so hooked on how things looked because seriously, it's like a movie. And now with the drone that I have now, shout out to Tristan, it's like, it literally is like a movie. Like I have, like I, I make it a point to to drone at least once, one to three times a week, just so that way I can, you know, obviously get flight hours in, get the practice, also just touch up on the skills, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to do. So yeah, I want to start creating some, some movies and also do like commercial work, like any, anything 
any type of video that that people need for a drone like i want to be able to be like i got you you know yeah. like do you want to do like events do you want to do like you know overview shots whatever the case may be and I'm, I'm i'm actively like practicing those skills okay and were you also were you also part of the gopro scene the, the gopro yeah the yeah. little cameras that you know sports yep. enthusiasts would have, like i love yeah i love gopros that's essentially my setup <laughs> So I have a GoPro, like all of my videos that you've seen or that you you'll see on like either Instagram or online is done with a, a GoPro, a drone or my phone. Mm -hmm. Those, those are the three. Like for me, it's like, it's all about simplicity. Yeah. It's all about efficiency. I don't want to be lugging around like all this equipment because especially when you're capturing moments. Yeah, those moments are fleeting, and those moments are like right here and right now. So you have to be like, you know, being able to like, being able to capture those moments, right? And it's hard to do when you're like lugging around a lot of extra stuff. Yeah, nothing against that, but for me, like, I just love to like, you know, pull it out real quick. Go, yeah, no, there's a there's a certain beauty in the capturing of the moments with photography. Yeah. yeah you know i was for a while i kind of poo-pooed on the whole photography <laughs> i mean you know photography i was like i saw i was like yeah but you're just kind of pointing the camera at something yeah. what's the deal and my dad was actually telling me he's like no nah, son you're doing you're doing the blog thing you know you're typing us so you should check out photography and i was yeah. like ah whatever dad you know <laughs> the, but but i was at a an exhibit and I can't remember where it was at. It was near Santa Monica okay. and they had their, their artist studios connected to the exhibit space. So we saw the exhibit space and then, you know, I started wandering around and guy opens up the door and I'm just walking past this door and I see these photographs on the wall and they're like hella grainy and messed up. And I'm like, okay, that's odd. But Hey, what's yeah. going on here? And he's like, yeah, this is a, uh, this is some photography I took with this old cell phone I found. It was like one of the old flip cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, really bad camera and everything. But he was saying that when I take this phone out, the, the, the people who are, who I'm taking photographs of, their resistance level drops so much because it's like, oh, it's this surfer looking guy with this old beat up flip phone, whatever. What? Yeah. And there were some of the most amazing photographs. And as I said, they were kind of grainy and, you know, bad resolution because of the phone or whatever, but he was capturing all these moments in Los Angeles and That's of all these people that were really cool. I think he called himself like the, he calls himself now the iPhone photographer. I don't know if he's changed his name since then, but it was cool. like really cool stuff and really authentic. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. There's a couple people come to mind. One of my neighbors actually, he is, he lives in the building and he's been snapping photos from his iPhone and he mm -hmm. edits, or I don't think it's an iPhone. It's like a different type of phone, but anyways, it's a mobile phone, a smartphone. He edits it and he posts it on Facebook and people love it. Like it's perspective. I think the thing with photography that I appreciate so much and same thing with film is it's, you have to have perspective and an eye. Right. Mm -hmm. Because with photography, your 
you know, they say a photo is worth a thousand words. It's true. You know, you can evoke so much emotion into a facial expression. Now I look at the Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. but going back to photography, you know, there's so much power, like in like, you know, whether it be a model or what, whether it be nature, whether it be like travel photography, animals, there's so much to, to tell, you know, yeah. from the lens. Exactly. So one thing I've always been fascinated by you is, is your, you've got this great marriage of the business mind and the spiritual creative mind. and. Yeah, I don't know if you know, I have another podcast called Show Versus Business, and we always yeah. talk about the, the creative side and the financial side. And what I like about you is you're one of the rare people, I think, that kind of flows easily with both, as opposed to having to, like you're a business guy and you really have to stop and say, okay, hold on a second. How am I going to create this something that looks good? And maybe I should use a landscape or, you know, and they just, yeah. they have they have a headache and decide to go, you know, drink themselves to death for that night because they because they can't they can't figure it out yeah and and we know of creatives who don't talk about like talking about business but you've got a very good balance of the two how do you how, how do you cultivate that yeah you know I, and i appreciate that because I, I think as i've gotten kind of like older it's, it's just like you know life will teach you lessons like when you need them you know, they'll just, things will happen and then you'll, ha- you'll, you'll have to like learn a lesson. But like I started out in business within just the real estate stuff, kind of, you know, that was just good business acumen and business learning. And oh, I grew up kind of with the sales background, like direct sales and then went into management and then you just started interviewing, training, like that whole like business, like model, right? And then once I started getting into creativity, like everything started, like my whole world was opened within the create the creative world simply because, you know, I was so curious by it and I let it and like, it's led me down like really, really cool experience. And also like, you know, I've been able to meet cool people like you, you know, yeah, doing so, the networking. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if I answered your question at all, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's what I'm what I'm leading to is there's a you know, there's a there's a spiritual side to you. I was going to say I was going to say woo woo, but apparently (laughs) apparently some people don't like the word woo woo. I think it's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, woo woo, whatever. I get it. And a question I've been asking a lot of people is. You know, where, where they fall in terms of law of attraction versus massive action and yeah. You know, you'll hear about like from people like, uh, you know, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone or whatever. He's like, I get in there, do it, do it, do it. Bang, bang, bang. Ah. And it's like, cool, cool. I get that. I'm hyped. You know, I really yeah. want to run outside and do some push-ups in the grass. It'd be great. <laughs> That's right. And then the other side, you know, it's law of attraction. It's like, hey, let the energy flow. Let, you know, you go for what you, what's, what's calling you. There's, you have a good energy, good energy will come to you. And the action will happen naturally, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this law of attraction versus massive action thing that I've just been thinking about. Uh, can the can those two be resolved? I mean, do you fall on either side or? Yeah. You know, I I want to drop a video on this soon because I just had a conversation like this, but I like to refer to it as seasons. Okay. You know, there's seasons in your life, right? Just like there's seasons in the weather, 
and also want to talk about seasons in, in sports. But there's a season for everything in your life. There's a season to play. There's a season to rest. There's a season to work really hard. There's a season to, you know, celebrate, mm -hmm. right? So it's just a matter of finding out what season you're in currently. What up, Mufasa? I see you out here. Coach Missy, how's it going? But, you know, some there are some seasons where you need to rest. Like, you are not in the position, you may not be in the position to be at your fully best to, you know, to ex excel energy. And sometimes your body will tell that to you specifically, like you'll get sick or you'll get a stomach ache or something will happen or, you know, just physically. And that's your body telling you, you know, take a break, you right. know, rest, you know, because I feel in American culture in, in this, in the States, we're kind of told to work, 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 grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, this is the plan. But if you look at in different parts of the world, like in Europe and in Asia, you know, they, they find time for rest. Right. And rest is just as important as work is. And on the other token, right, in the season of work, in the season of hustle, there's a season for that too, where you have abundant energy. And you're just like, let's fucking go. Let's get it, right? Your inspiration will hit. You'll have a conversation or a business idea with somebody. And they're like, let's make this shit happen. And then all those, you'll see the synchronicities, right? All the doors will, will open up for you mm. in all these opportunities. And that's a great position to be in. I would suggest like in that moment to also take your time with those doors and see, you know, choose your doors wisely that you want to run through. Because especially when you're on an uptrend and uptick in your career, a lot of opportunities will pop up. And a lot right. of people will, will throw opportunities your way. And it's just a matter of uh, choosing wisely, choosing the things that align with you and also choosing the things that you're like, hell yeah. You know, like that hell yeah energy. Because if it's not a hell yeah, then don't do it. Yeah. Uh, at that point. Very cool. Yeah. Shout out to uh, everybody. Thanks for everybody for coming through, by the way. As I said earlier, if you have a question or comment, throw it, in the, throw it down below and we'll, we'll check it out as we go. Now, Josh, with that... I, you know, this is primarily about creators in, on this podcast. And, you know, I, I always wonder, it's like, there's what I'm feeling, right? And I'm like, yeah, I want to go do whatever. I just want to go, you know, paint these five pieces. I want to go, you know, screw it. I'm just going to go buy these canvases, paint these five pieces. And it may not necessarily be what my business-sided mind tells me to do, right? Yeah. So. How do you, how do you talk to creatives and, you know, when, because a lot of us will kind of self-destruct and how do you, how do you approach the business marketing sales side of things with creators? Because I know you work with a lot of them. Yeah. Like the first thing that kind of comes to mind is like, you have to love it. You know, you have to love it, like love every part of it because in this in this business, like in this creative business, like there's so much art that's flowing around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not just talking about like paintings, but also like content, right? There's just a lot of content that's just being pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. So you have to really, really separate yourself and love the game because, and also too, like, I would say like build a team, you know, oh. build a team of like people that support you 
and then people that can help you build your business. You know, choose your partners wisely, play. And I read this from Naval Ravikant. I Mm -hmm. highly recommend you you check him out if you haven't already. Amazing. I'm going to send you like a a podcast with them. Okay. But one of the things that he talks about is like play long-term games, long-term games with long-term people. Mm. You know, because one thing in, in, I'll just use this creative industry because like, you know, so heavily invested into it is opportunities and ideas are endless. You know, there's everybody's like, oh, I got this idea. I got this idea. But what separates people is the execution in those ideas. Right. So what do you say when someone like, you know, we'll talk about opportunities here. TikTok comes around and all of a sudden the entire landscape shifts. It goes from being a music platform, you know, musically and switches over to TikTok, takes the world by storm. And everyone says, hey, if you're going to be a creator, you have to use TikTok. You have to get on and do these short form video. And a lot of, a lot of people were kind of just like, creators were really saddened by, you know, oh man, I got to, I just started using Instagram and that video, I don't like showing my face and da da da. And you were saying, you know, you have to learn how to love the game. I don't, you know, maybe do they have to love, you know, TikTok? Do they have to love, you know, what's the, it, it's difficult, right? Mm-hmm. So what do they yeah. have to love? What do you, what do you? They, they have to love the game. Look at this. Like if you look at sports, mm-hmm. like a football player, every year you got to train for the new people coming in, right? The new roster of people coming in. Also, we'll get back to Mufasa. I see your, I see your question. Yeah, we'll get back to that. But, you know, every year that, you know, to, for the, the, those athletes, they, ha- they, st- they got to keep up with the new people coming in. So, I, you know, I heard Gary Vee is like, don't be married to one platform. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were scared to go to TikTok because they built such a big audience on their Instagram. And now they're like, dude, now I got to dance and now I got to do that stuff. Whereas TikTok's evolved so much, so much since. And it's so interesting because with TikTok, it's more on the interest graph versus Instagram, which is like social graph. Social graph. Yeah, I'm sure you've, you've heard him because you tune in with Gary Vee as well. But that's a part of loving the game, right? If, if the eyeballs are there, you know, if you want the eyeballs and you want the marketing and you want, you know, people to purchase what you have or be in tune with your message you'll have to go to where the people are right that's if you want it right yeah. well that's if you it. don't want it then stick to instagram <laughs> right that's and that's a fundamental mental shift that a lot of creatives have to take because there's there's just this idea that you know if you build it they will come sure. you know and the land the land underneath all creatives and everybody you know has has shifted a little bit and we're becoming, you know, our own media companies in ways. And yeah. in fact, that's kind of how this this podcast and this Instagram thing for me started. You know, I was podcasting before and I kind of left it low and it was like, okay, well, that's cool, whatever. I'm just going to be over here on Facebook and my, you know, I have a hundred, bunch of little yeah. groups, you know, on Facebook, like yeah. talk noise. But I was on Facebook and I decided to go live one time in one of my groups and yeah. People showed up and they're like, hey, Benja, and, you know, just started <laughs> typing comments. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. And it evolved. I decided to try out Instagram. Next thing you know, I have this. Love it. 
So I hear what you're saying with, with doors and opportunities and like, you know what, that door opens, you can go try that. You can go see what opportunity, what's in there. And I think at the very least, you know, creators need to find the different creative mediums, different ways they can express themselves. So I'm personally never saying to anybody, hey, you have to do TikTok or you have to do, you know, Twitter or you have to do whatever, you know, email list, Etsy, you know, let's not confine ourselves to the major three. There are all kinds of them. But just keeping out, keeping an eye out for what's available. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like there's different, just to use as a metaphor, there's different boats that people can take to get to their destination, right? Which is Mm -hmm. like, can be like, whether that be financial abundance, whether that be like travel or or freedom, there's different methods to, to, to do so. Right. And you're, you're right. You know, you don't have to go to to one, although those different platforms have their different nuances in like the audience. You know, so it's, you know, some, some, there's some very successful artists that don't, that don't really post on Instagram, you know, they don't really need to. Same with TikTok. I think for people that are up and coming, like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, those are amazing platforms to get exposure for your work. And then at at that point, right. And you can kind of choose where you want to go from that point forward. You know, you'll have those doors available. I think so too. I like the, I like the doors thing. Yeah. But let's jump, jump to that comment right now that Mufasa yeah. said. Mufasa well, says, he says, hi, long time listener, first time caller. How does Josh successfully pull grants or art activations? Can they be used out of state? You know, I just smile and nod. I'm just like, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it really is just a matter of applying for them. You know, going, especially for something out of state Mufasa, I don't know if it's going to be for something like out Miami or Chicago or New York, but doing the research, it's going into that state's website, that city's website, seeing if they have like any arts programs, any grants programs, like, you know, just Googling it and going in there and then submitting those, submitting for those grants. You know, for, for Mufasa, you know, I'll just use you specifically, you've already accomplished a lot within live art activation, hosting, you know, content and, and the like that you can just, you know, you really want to highlight that, right? Highlight all of the things that you've done. And you also have proof of that. So one thing, like just a little side note for those of you that are listening is document your process. Document, document, document. Like anytime there's anything happening, capture it. You know, it's important to capture the process because people love that. People love seeing other people create. It's a very, very like fascinating, very spiritual thing watching another person create and being in their process. So that's why I highly recommend to document when you're creating. And then you can always go back and edit it. You can always go back and edit it, but yeah. Yeah. So you mean like as you're creating a painting or, you know, showing the process a little behind the scenes, you know, maybe I know I've seen people do like, Hey, I'm driving to the gallery, you know, I'll be there setting up tonight, come out and see me tomorrow kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even like grant writing, right. You know, just putting it out there like, Hey, like there's, 
there's two sides of the coin. There's some people that like, they don't want to share what they're doing, right? They build in silence, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, I, I, I believe in both, right? You build in silence and then let your actions show for it. Then there's another one where it's like, you're, you're posting it on social, like, Hey guys, this is what I'm doing. Right. Or this is what I'm striving for. There's, there's benefit, there's pros and cons to each. I have found, I've found pros and cons to both of them for sharing it with people. It gets the buzz. It gets people excited. Yeah. Also, it holds you accountable, you know, like right, for right. myself, like I found that when I put stuff out there, like, hey guys, this is happening or hey guys, I'm doing this. Like, like, oh shit. Yeah. Now I got to do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I've actually found, uh, I had, I had trouble with this before because I was like, well, you know, if I'm, if I make a painting or something, what am I going to do? Do seven, 17 pictures of the same painting from different angles and Okay, let me let me take a picture of it inside. Let me take a picture of it outside. Let me run it down to the gallery and take a picture of it there. What am I what am I even doing, right? Yeah. But I I really I didn't vibe with the the showing my creative process. You know, I have Why was that? I can't reach it right now, but I'll actually show you later. I have yeah. a stack of I have a stack of sketchbooks and partial ideas and uh, I'll get to why 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 is that in a second, but it's just this process that I go through that in my head, it seems very clear. But then when people see it, they're like, oh, you're doing this. I'm like, hey, 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 no, no, I'm not doing that. It's going in this <laughs> direction. And why would you do this? Hey, you know what you really should do is underpaint with. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, and it just threw my creative process off. Yeah. And it just having other people interject themselves in my creative process without my control was starting to throw me off. So I didn't like doing that. So what I've started doing is being more, more abstract, just like talking here. Like I'm I'm just talking here. Yeah. I'm just showing pictures of. You'll loosely, you'll loosely kind of refer to it. Yeah. I'm, so the things that I'm interested in, the things that I'm vibing with, the music that I'm listening to, you know, while I'm working, that stuff is going on in public. And then at some point, I say, okay, I've got this body of work here. Come out and see it, check it out. I don't know if you remember when I did portfolios display, I I simultaneously put those prints in portfolios and in an art gallery in San Pedro. So all of a sudden it was just like, boom, you know, this body of work came out and all the stuff I was talking about, I was like, yeah, when I was talking about revenge, I referenced it in this print right here, when I was talking about uh, representation. That's the name of this guy right here. Yeah. Uh, you know, the mirror, I call it representation. And I had a whole thing about that. So people were like, why are you arguing about representation in your post? And why are you talking about this and sharing these representation things? I'm like it's coming out in the art. It's this whole social media thing that I've been thinking about, but it wasn't, so it was a way to document, right? But I had to figure out a way to just communicate somehow. Yeah. And that, that worked for me. So I know everybody's got their own plan and can figure everything out, but. Yeah. You know, every artist is different. Everyone, every artist has their, their way. I I like to call it their, their creative way. And you touched on this earlier, which I really want to kind of revisit. Let's go. Is sharing your creative process. You know, like who you share, what you're working on with is sacred in a way, you know, like, because 
and this is something that I've learned and like I'm I'm starting to kind of experience and like I want to start talking about more okay. because when you're painting with so I've painted murals with like a, a amazing artists, you know, and having them share their space with you and their creative process with you is a very intimate moment. You know, it's a very intimate kind of thing. And sometimes, you know, when you're working on something like you shared and people are giving input on your process or giving suggestions on what you should do next or how you should do it sometimes comes unsolicited. And you're like, I'm just trying to create, I'm just trying to hang, you know, yeah. I'm just taking a little break. So kind of who you share with is, is very important, you know, cause yeah. sometimes it can come through friends. Sometimes it can come through family. Sometimes it can come through strangers. I think it's just a, a matter of no, like kind of, you know, I, I guess accepting it, but mm -hmm. not having it dictate anything unless you want it to. Right. Right that whatever that information is like whatever their thoughts are which is kind of hard because you know when you're creating something it's very vulnerable you know mm -hmm. a piece of music an art piece it's very vulnerable right like reflection i'm sure you're going through something at that time that you're creating that piece representation so someone, yeah representation right? and so for anyone to kind of talk about it you're like no but this is kind of like my thing that i want to you know right take care of <laughs> yeah and you know it, it to me it goes back to you know, finding your energy flow. Yeah. The way I was putting stuff out there before, it invited people to say, hey, what about this? Or why not try that? And mm. that particular way of me putting it out there was giving me back energy in a way that I didn't want. Yeah. Not, that it, not that it was bad because quite honestly, you know, my dad used to just go out to the mall or whatever. And he'd bring out one of those, you know, one of those giant size sketchbooks and he'd just start yeah. sketching and people would come yeah. by Ooh, you should do an apple. And he's like, he's like, he's like, apples are boring fruit. If you find me an exciting fruit, I'll do it. And they're like, okay. And you know, they they come back with like some crazy, you know, deformed pear. And he's like, mm, that's great. I'll draw that one. And it was this yeah. vibe, you know, back and forth that he had. And I couldn't replicate that. You know, he was much more able to bounce off of people than well, I do it in a different way because I'm doing this right here, right? That's a yeah different thing. But also, too, it's like when you're that's what live painting invite, right? It, mm -hmm. it invites conversation. That, and that's what artwork does is, is that it invites conversation. You know, when you're creating something, say, so, oh, what is this for? Oh, I love this piece. Oh, where did this come from? Same thing with music, right? Oh, mm -hmm. like, I didn't like that song. Oh, it was great. Same thing with food. But well, yeah. Art's, in, art's inherently social, right? So. Yeah, it's, it, and that's what I love about it. Like, for me, like, I love going out. I love meeting people. And it kind of just touches on all that. I mean, lately, I've been a little bit more recluse. Simply because, you know, I'm in this season of just, like, creativity. And okay. also just, like, I'm working on a couple different projects that are just taking a lot of, you know, bandwidth sure. for myself. That, like, you know, kind of in that, like, I'm in that process where I'm really just protecting what's what i'm working on yeah. not not necessarily protecting but like cooking it yeah you know yeah. i'm just i'm in the kitchen cooking right now you know? that's right so, right you know chopping up the vegetables making sure the <laughs> recipe is right you know tasting it and then you know when i can find time you know for rest i do that and then also you know being social and going out and like saying what's up to the homies when i can so yeah no i think that's very good just understanding that personal energy flow uh, I learned from Kanye West. 
you know, people were talking about working with him and his style and what it's like. And I really like looking at studio sessions and hearing studio stories or behind the scenes stories of just how people work. Right. Yeah. And Kanye West, I'm going to bring him up because he has this, this on off kind of thing where I, I don't know if you know, but it, he scrubs his website completely every few months. So no. it's like KanyeWest.com. You go there and there's, you know, images and links to whatever's happening at the moment. And then you're like, oh, this is cool. He's got the stem player. He's got this and that. Yeah, I'll come back and look at it next week. Next week, the entire site has been scrubbed. <laughs> and there's like, you know, a picture of a bagel or something. And you're like, what the hell? What is <laughs> this? Yeah, exactly. But he does that in, in social media as well, where yeah. he's like putting out, you know, I'm wearing the boots. I'm wearing the, the, the saggy, the saggy jerseys. I'm wearing this and that. I'm out here talking to the paparazzi in this way. I'm putting out this little song. People are saying, oh crap, he's out in, he's out in Wyoming talking to, you know, all these different people. And all of a sudden there's buzz. It's like, what's he, what's going on? And then I saw an interview with, with Pusha T and Pusha T was explaining like how he just kind of had this, this process that he does. And Kanye came in and said, are you, are you still developing, still creating? And he's like, well, you know, I got a couple of things and I'm, and Kanye West was like, yeah, yeah. But are you still creating? Are you done? Like it, for the most part, are you done? And yeah. Pusha T was like, yeah, yeah, that was pretty much done. He's like, all right, stop all that other stuff. Then stop that right there. Stop this. You're going to go in complete marketing mode. I need you to talk to these magazines. I need you to talk to these people. I need you to go over here and over there. Do you got anything else to work on? You can pick it up along the way. You can have some of the other people help you out with it, but we're going to call this thing done. And Pusha was like, he was like, he was so comfortable in the studio doing what he was doing that to have someone come in and just say, all right, <laughs> end of this. Now we're yeah. going completely into marketing phase. I was like, wow, that's really powerful. And it kind of makes sense for the way Kanye operates because you, you'll never hear from him, you know, for months at a time. And then suddenly it's all you hear. Yeah. See, that's that's a, a an interesting concept, right? It's like speak when you have something to say, mm -hmm. and that's something that I kind of, you know, I embody, I guess, or like I, that's like what I'm working towards. Okay, is like speak when you have something to say, you know, and like because a lot of people love to talk, and a lot of people, you know, like to say what they're going to do, and there's times for that, there's times not for that, but for you know. Kind of what you're talking about with Kanye West is like he's always keep them keep people guessing on the next move. When you have a statement, make it and make it a big one. You know right. that's what Kanye does. So so he only has to say something once or twice, and then boom, people talk about it. Yeah, and that's kind of like for my like for what I'm, you know, for what I'm creating and what I'm doing. Same mm -hmm. thing. It's like I want to have people talk about it be like holy shit did you guys yeah. see that that thing that happened that you know josh was a part of and it's all for me it's all about the guest and it's all about the experience like what do right, people right. experience when they come across your piece of art you know whether that be an event whether that be you know an art piece like you have hanging up behind you performance like i'm all about that like i'm yeah. all about like that creative lifestyle oh it's funny because the the reason that that stood stood out to me so much, and you know, talking about having a creative lifestyle, is 
you know, figuring out that there is no one particular way. And I think creatives hear this stuff from marketers, from salespeople who speak with such confidence. That's like, oh, your website's broken. You need to do this, this, and this, and this. And they're like, well, crap, my website's broken. And they start working on the website. They talk to somebody else who's in, you know, marketing or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, you got to have your, your, your sales funnel up. You got to be ready with this, this, and this. And they get pulled in a lot of different directions and they haven't figured out their creative mode, right? Yeah. So when I heard the Kanye West thing, I was, I was thinking of consistency, which is a very powerful thing, not to knock it at all. Huge. But, you know, it's like, you'll hear from a lot of people like Gary Vee, we go back to him, was like, hey, just be consistent, keep putting it out, go, 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 and put out, put out, put out. And that is completely not the Kanye West strategy. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, well, I think with Kanye West, I mean, he has such a vast network and he's just like a hip hop idol, right? So for him, he doesn't necessarily have to put out content like like that. For Gary V, I think with his mode is like for people that are pushing up to to make it yeah. is putting, you know, putting out like loads of content. And I think his thing is like put out as much as you can, but don't overwork your yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and also have to stress it out because I think a lot of people are, a lot of people are stressing out are like, oh my God, like, how do I create this content? Like, what do I push out? Like, for me, I kind of had this realization where it was like, you know what, I'm going to put out content and that makes me happy. Right. You know, I'm going to put out content that like I love talking about or content that makes me laugh or content that I'm inspired by mm-hmm. and see how it does. And actually not even that, like not even worry about how, how well it does. Of course, you know, who doesn't like the likes, who doesn't like the shares, like all that yeah. shit's great. But I'm at this place right now where I'm just like, kind of like sharing the journey, like sharing little nuggets that I'm learning to people mm-hmm. in a way that's like fun and fun and engaging and then seeing what people fuck with. And it's cool because like some of the, the latest videos that I've been throwing on is, you know, people come back to me like, oh my God, like, I love what you talk about with this and that, you know, silent yeah. and solitude. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, let for me, those are, have you read, what is it? The, not the four agreements, the alchemist. Yes. 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 Those are the whispers. Those are the whispers, you know, like the universe or the higher power. God's telling you like, this is the path like this, you know, like people, you know, and you know, I don't want to like get too spiritual, but like, not too woo woo, huh? Not too woo woo, <laughs> but it's like God or like the universe speaking to you through other people. Yeah. You know, have you ever had that happen where like, you know, you'll have like a spiritual moment, but like someone is giving you information that comes like unsolicited from a different, you know, like an unlikely source will tell you something, yeah. and you're like, oh shit, like, okay, like you know, oh yeah, something that deep inside that's telling you like, oh, you should heed this advice. Yeah, I think that's like the the patterns of of life, basically. I mean, you know, there are only so many ways that things are in life. You know, the story of, you know, creation, germination, things growing, things expanding. Those are all very... Is that noise? Sorry. It's, it's oh, all right. <laughs> no, it was right, right next to the mic, so I was... Okay. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Yeah, so there, there, there are certain patterns just in life where you're doing one thing and you're thinking you're, I don't want to say special, but you're like, okay, I'm on this one path. 
And when you open, open your eyes and start looking around, you may see something completely separate that relates. And you'll find this from all the, the greats. Like, you know, uh, they talked about Newton and the apple falling, right? He talked about like, you know, Einstein while he's on a train figuring out relativity. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, this can work this way. And I think that all, all goes hand in hand and really helps ease up on the stress of that whole, hey, bang out content try to do it the right way. You got to figure out marketing, sales, branding, promotion, advertising, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, ads. Ah, you know, it just gets very, it gets very crazy. So when you're to me as a creator, when you're open enough to, and when you're strong enough to have your own lane, your own energy path, and you're like, I'm going this direction. Let's see where it takes me but you're not closed off, you can look at other things going on and say, you know what, while I'm doing this over here, that's kind of interesting. I'm painting, I'm painting, but I'm inside a taco shop. And the way that guy is, you know, doing up the orange sauce on top of the tacos, that's incredible. I, that's giving me some ideas right there. Maybe I should do some splatter paintings. Maybe I should. Yeah. And when your eyes are open, I think you start to really get in that back to that synergy thing where it's like I'm bringing in good energy and I'm putting good energy out and it's happening at the same time and I think that's lowered my stress and increased my output at the same time yeah and trying to figure that out is is fun but and it's difficult though does that make sense yeah you know I think to to add to that is just like keeping your curiosity open Mm. you know and everything kind of like everything builds upon each other. That's why for me, I'm all about like, I love traveling. I love having experiences because that facilitates inspiration. That facilitates, you know, quieting your mind and tapping into your intuition, right? Because I'm big into that, dude. I'm big into like meditation and big into like, you know, really just getting in tune with yourself. Because like, I think as you kind of get older, like, you know, it's just a form of like letting go of certain things, you know, letting go of beliefs that don't serve you, letting go of comments or letting go of different things and people or whatever that case, you know, letting go of negative beliefs. Right. But, you know, going back to your taco situation and your painting, food plays a big role in in art you know food can influence art same thing with music influencing art and all vice versa so it's just like i'm huge into like when you're creating to sometimes take breaks when you need them to step away from the project Mm -hmm. so that way you can get a different perspective on where you're at because sometimes you're so ingrained into the project that you you know you need to take it you know take a little step back to kind of just like see it from a, a different point of view yeah and that's a that's completely scientific too that need to step back and, you know, relax your mind or relax from what you've been doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're, they're just now starting to really understand how, how that works and how that helps. And like why a lot of these Silicon Valley types, you know, they're a programmer or something and they've been banging away on something for a month straight. And then they, you know, go into the mountains and just start walking around for four days. And when they come back, they're like, oh, yeah, I got the idea for such and such. Like, what is what does wandering to the mountains have to do with programming? And it's like, trust me, I'm good. I got this. Yeah. Some people I read about somebody doing that every 
like every quarter for every year is they'll go and they'll just go up into the mountains or somewhere where there's nature and just disconnect, soak in nature, you know, decompress, get some downloads from, you know, just thinking. I think being in like, you know, being in cities like LA or Long Beach or San Pedro, there's just a lot of noise, you know, and sometimes like when there's a lot of noise, it's hard to think. I'm learning that, you know, I'm learning that myself. And it's just like when you take a step back and you kind of get back in tune with yourself and what you want, because sometimes people kind of like, and it could be with the best intentions, but like mm -hmm. plant little things of like, oh, you should do this or think about that. Da -da -da -da, when all in all, you just need to tap into yourself. What do you, what strategies do you use to you know, quiet your mind? Shut everything off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Meditation is huge. And meditation doesn't have to necessarily be like sitting in a room or sitting like cross-legged and like going home. I mean, it could be, right? That's one form. <laughs> yeah. Meditation can be just like going for a walk on the beach, right? Listening to the ocean. Meditation could be like taking a, a nice long bath or a shower. Meditation can be music, right? Whatever that is to kind of just quiet the noise in your mind and get you more towards the present moment, I think is, is a good start. For me, I kind of have different phases of like what I do for meditation. I would say that, I would say journaling is, mm. has been huge. I've journaled a lot of what I've gone through, what I've done, a lot of these events that we've put on have started on paper. Mm -hmm. in one form or another, either paper or on Evernote. I kind of went digital yeah, just because like I, I like typing and also searchable and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also like, I would say find a hobby that, that you just love for their, for the love of it. Right. Right. Do you, you know, it's funny. I started using in, in some ways, I started using Facebook as my journaling tool. Oh, nice. Like I have a little thought in. <laughs> somebody, somebody called me out on it like a year ago. It's funny. I was like, uh, I really like ham sandwiches. I'm having one right now with just net net. I just posted it to Facebook, right? Yeah. And that was my way of kind of journaling because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sitting down, I'm writing, I'm creating. I like ham. Hold on a second. Let me tell Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I use Facebook and they're like, why are you like, are you, are you, are you like journaling on Facebook? Is that what you're doing? And I was like, you caught me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, that's dope, you know, like, create how you want on whatever platform you want, you know, and and express yourself. I think that's one of the, the things that at the very, at the very foundation of like, how I want to be known is like, Josh really helped me. He really encouraged me to, to express myself and to right. create. You know, whatever that looks like. Cause I think I was, I was listening to this podcast and they're like, creativity or creation is the highest form of like human potential. Mm. And I was like, oh damn, that's deep. And you know, and it's true, you know, ever since like we were cavemen, like we were always creating whether, whether that be through dance, you know, through like things on the wall. What is that called? <laughs> Writing oh, on the, the wall. The, the cave paintings, hieroglyphs yeah, and all that. Hieroglyphs, yeah, you know, always creating, right? Threads, silks, gowns, dresses, colors. Like we've always been creating. Yeah. And when people are doing that, you know, they get tapped into some sort of like energy that is is vital for a lot of people and also other people, you know, because other people right. get to experience that too. 
You know, definitely. And I think that that leads to what the core of art kind of is, that self-expression, that community, that synergy. So you've got the, you know, mind, body, soul, society, and the general environment all kind of coming together at once. And that expression comes out in art. So two quick things I wanted to hit on before we got out of here. One of them, you just started mentioning getting into your personal expression. I'm big on brand. I started getting big on brand lately. Yeah. Right. In the sea of people creating, it's like having the necessity to stand out, be your unique self and have a presentation. Because in short, that's what I call brand, your perceived value as a personal brand, right? Not as like a corporate brand, but as a personal brand, it's your perceived value. And I don't mean to say you're worth more or less, but it's a value statement on how people perceive you. So what are your thoughts on like artists and how they brand themselves? What are my thoughts on artists and how they brand themselves? Well, branding and the, and art, art, artist branding in the, in the current era, like, uh, you know, as I said, it's perceived value and it gets a lot of flack just because of the way it's termed, you know, branding, you know, oh, I don't want to, I don't need to create a logo. I don't need to It's like, hold on, step back. You're branding yourself with everything you do, right? Yeah. How, how are you making your mark? Yeah. You know, every artist is, is uh, different and, and I'm, you know, I want to talk about this too is, is in terms of branding, there's this concept called 1000 true fans, mm-hmm. Kevin I mean, Kelly, I, Kevin Kelly, I'm sure you've heard of it. And, you know, I want to talk about that because, you know, that's really all that you need to make a living, obviously, you know, to make a living as in your craft, whatever, whatever that be, whether it be like photography, music, a craftsman, an entrepreneur, like a thousand people, you know, if in that one year, in one year, if they were to spend a hundred dollars with you, whether that be a product or a service, mm-hmm. and that's a hundred thousand dollars right there, right? That's a living for most people. I'm actively working on that right now too, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. People hear that and they don't, they're like a thousand true fans, you know, and they're, like, they're, they're, they're thinking they need, you know, a hundred thousand Instagram yeah. followers or, you know, this 500,000 follower email list or whatever. And yeah. when you say a thousand true fans, I think that really hits people. Yeah. And you know, it's like some, you know, sometimes I think that's what stops some people is like, man, like, look at these people that have, you know, 50,000 followers, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great. And they can be making money off of it. There are some creators that aren't creating money from that. Right. So it's just a matter of like finding your footing and that 1000 isn't arbitrary, right? You, it could be 500 true fans that buy $200 or 2000 that by 500, whatever the case may be, right? Whatever the, that number is. But going back to your question about branding, I would say just, just have a compelling story, you know? Do cool shit, like be interesting, make people feel something, tell your story, share your journey, let people in, be vulnerable with your people. Don't care what other people think, you know? Don't judge yourself. These are just things that like I've been learning and practice and some, you know, sometimes like life will kind of teach you lessons twice because sometimes Mm. you'll fall out of it. Right. Yeah. And really just like create from your heart, 
you know, do what you love and do it so good that when people think about that one thing, they think of you. When they think of art, they think of ben- Mr. Benja, right? When they think of 8-bit, they think of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of what it, and you have hard work is, is a part of it. You know, sometimes it looks easy for people, but the amount of time that it took to get them where they're at was a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of doubt, a lot of, you know, some anxiety, a lot of confusion, the whole gamut of emotions, right? Not just the highs. I think the thing with social media sometimes is, you know, it's it's everyone's highlight reel. And right. for me, it's like, I kind of want to, and the people and the people that are doing it right, they're also sharing the process. That's why I think sharing the process is kind of important because, you know, it's, it's not always like rainbows and sunshine as, as we would like. You know, there's there are there's some problem solving. There's some things that need to be fixed. So I think building your personal brand online is like, you know, just doing what you love and sharing it with the world. The right people will get connected to that and then just be true to it and spread the love you know yeah definitely nothing else matters that's it that's excellent i love that so the one of the things i want to make sure we we touched on quickly was i mentioned it where you have this you have a good meld of the business side and the spiritual side right and what's what's so interesting to me and i totally don't know how to put this together because it's it's a deep conversation we don't have enough time for it now but i want to go i want to put it out there now the so i was looking back at like the whole law of attraction spiritual side of things and then i was looking at like the tony robbins side as i said before and i started going back to the history of well okay tony robbins is saying this where is he getting it from okay well this guy jim Rohn, okay he exists where is he getting this from and such and such and at the same time i was doing that with like okay oprah's getting this where is she getting it from oh she got some stuff from brene brown or whatever Okay, she he got some she got some stuff from you know Dr. Joe Dispenza, et cetera, you know. Yeah. And there are all these people, and you start finding out where they get their information from. And over time, what I found is that these two sides kept going back and back and back. And they started getting their information from basically the I'm I'm not making a theory here. I'm just saying a lot of it (laughs) came down to the foundation of America and this current capitalist system that we have. Like a lot of the founding fathers, a lot of the people who were really knocking things out in the, in the beginning of like America's growth and prosperity, you know, your, your Carnegie's, your, what's the name? Howard, Howard Hughes, you know, all of these, you know, major players in the early beginning, Carnegie, Vanderbilt, you know, a lot of the the guys who laid down the train, the guys who made yeah. the steel industry, the guys who made the oil industry. Who was the, the uh, steel industry? Carnegie, Carnegie Steel. Carnegie, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, banking, you're talking about the Morgan family, you know, J.P. Morgan and those guys. Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab, exactly. A lot of those people, when you look at their lives, they came from a very spiritual base. And they've had, they had this spirituality and business as one thing, and they didn't see a separation. Like, you know, Carnegie, when he was doing his steel thing, it's like, listen, it's my spiritual duty to make sure that we get all this steel out so that the the railroad tracks that the Vanderbilts are putting down 
can connect all these people because these people are the foundation of America and da, da, da. And I started looking into that history and my mind was just exploding <laughs> because I'm like, holy crap. Uh, and Napoleon, it was Napoleon Hill that keyed me into this. He had some, he had some essay somewhere and he was saying like he was praying and, you know, about finances and things like that. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's not separating them. There is no, like, I have to go to work and I have to pray. It's like, I pray about work. And it was just this weird togetherness. And I see how it's laid the foundation for so much of what we're doing in America and why it all makes sense. So if you've never gone down that rabbit hole, <laughs> it's fascinating, you know, just. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And I think I love that about you is like, you're very, you're like a, a learner, you know? And I think the thing is just like constantly learning about like new things and following curiosities and like relearning things, unlearning things. And that I always, that's why I was so excited talking, you know, talking with you today. I was like, dude, like we're gonna have such a good conversation, you know, yeah, yeah. That. but yeah, with Tony Robbins and also with the manifestation stuff I've done, you know, I've kind of tuned into both mm -hmm. and there are, they're, they're all, they're, they're like tools, right? Yes. In your tool book. And I think, you know, you just pull out different tools when you need them, you know, in your life. Like sometimes you'll need, you know, faith in your life. So, you know, it, just practice that faith, right? Sometimes you need hope in your life and, you, you know, you pull on that and like you kind of just tune into those messages. I think with business, you know, there's a lot of faith and, you know, a lot of belief. And I think it's very important to surround yourself with people that help facilitate that. You know, because especially as a creator or an entrepreneur or a creative entrepreneur, like you're, you're pulling from different sources to create something entirely new. So it's, it's important to have people facilitate that. Definitely. So what are you creating next? Or what are you creating? What are you creating now? What's your creation? I'm working on a few things, bro. So I'm currently working on these this series on my you know on, on instagram i want to talk about a couple different concepts one of them is the 1000 true fans i want to talk about that and give like a two to three part series on you know for me it's just really delivering hope and also sparking creativity for people and also like just mindset because for me like that's really what's helped me and a lot of these conversations i've already had with other creators that has really resonated with. So now I just want to start sharing that with more people. So working on that, that, you know, that's a fun ongoing project. It does take some time out of my day to kind of, you know, script, write, film, edit, mm -hmm. that whole process. I want to talk about Ikigai. Have you heard of this concept, this Japanese concept called Ikigai? Yes. I uh, love it. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I started into that, but then I found out there was an American version of it. And then like the actual EI version. And there's like these two schools of people that argue that <laughs> what we're doing over here in America, studying Ikigai is not what the Japanese are doing. So the actual Ikigai. 
Yeah. So I don't know if there are cultural differences where it wouldn't make sense for me to study the Japanese way or yeah. whatever. But uh, yeah, I know of it. When it got translated, it changed a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, so just to give everybody like a quick rundown, Ikigai is essentially like it translates to the meaning of being. And essentially, that's what the Japanese are striving for is like these four different concepts. It's like something that you are really good at, something that the world needs, something that you get, you can get paid for and something that you're passionate about. Yep. So at the, the cross section of all of this is Ikigai. And I think, you know, we can make money doing anything in this world. And there's a lot of proof for that. I, I don't just want to talk about money, but like, you know, happiness just in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of carving that path and really tuning into what you should be doing next. Yeah. You know, so I think, oh, go ahead. Let's say, I think that that was part of the crux of the separation of philosophy where, you know, we've got this idea, you know, like Gary Vee would say, don't you want to be happy? And, you know, just yell at you, <laughs> you know. They're like, okay, good. Yes. Don't you, and just get mad at you because you don't want to be happy, you know, but there's this idea that there's, we're doing all of this with the notion that we should try to be happy as opposed to this other thing of, well, no, there's purpose, fulfillment, and meaning. And happiness doesn't have a perfect translation into that world where it's like, if you, you know, did a great job of you know, setting up an art gallery, people are like, are you happy? Well, I'm not like running around, jumping up like, yes, you know, happy. This is great. I'm, you know, smiling and whatever. But no, it's like, yeah, there was meaning, there was purpose, there's a contentment involved. So I don't sure we, I'm not sure we have the right language for it, for that yet. Yeah. But, but yeah, when, when you said happiness, that's, that's what that made me think of. And I figure you have a more encompassing view on, you know, happiness, contentment, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think happiness is an inside job. You know, it's something that you can, and it's also, it's a choice, you know, and sometimes it's, it's easier said than done. Um, It's a practice. I think, you know, there's, it's, it's really once you can be just happy with where you're at and what's going on in your circumstances and it allows for everything to just flow a lot easier. And then you're able to, you know, I think when you're in a happy place, like you're able to give more, whether that be money, time, energy, and everybody benefits from that when you're happy, you know, no one really benefits when, not that there's, should be a benefit with anything, but like everybody benefits when you're happy. Like you are just on this frequency that just is a very attractive frequency, you know, and people are magnetic towards you. Yeah. Like you're saying all the right things. It's a very, very amazing place to be for me. Like I'm, I'm practicing on being in that state more. And I have found that the more that I'm practicing on being in, in that state, it's being, making me just be more content in my energy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just like in my zone and not like jumping into other frequencies trying to like people please or try to like yeah. be someone I'm not try to be outgoing when I'm not outgoing. Like if I want to be introverted and out, I'll be introverted and out and that's okay. Like yeah. being okay with that shit, like I think is so, so important because especially when you're in social settings, like you, 
you know, there's like a, there's like that social pressure to talk or be cool or whatever the case may be. I think if you're just comfortable in your own skin, you know, that will kind of make for everything flow to flow. Yep. Flow. (laughs) We're going to end on that word, man. Flow is a great word. I hope everybody has a great flow and you're working on your, whatever your personal flow is. And shout, shout out to where's the food at for showing up at the, at the very conclusion. <laughs> no, this was a good, homie. this was a good talk, man. Seriously, yeah, I appreciate it. I would love to, to, to check it out. And I don't know if you have, you can save it. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But what did you take? What did you, what did you learn from this? Like, let's talk about like that, like for both of us. This one conversation or the entire. Yeah. User? Ooh, both. Let's do both. Okay. Did you learn from, because this is the finale, this is the ending podcast of, of your week-long VengeCon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out, dude. Yeah. Well, I'll do the, I'll do the week-long first because it's actually more succinct. Yeah. The, you know, like we were talking about with Kanye just showing up and like, bam, all of a sudden it's like, this is what I'm doing. I wanted to, I wanted to do that with these talks and I did it. This is the third year I've done this where I come through, have a bunch of talks. I present a lot of what I've been thinking and hear from a lot of people with their current set of thoughts. It's always good good thought leaders in my personal circle. So I always have a good time talking to them and we have a good exchange. And I think for me, it sets the tone for the rest of the year and pushes me on through until we do this again next summer. As, As far as this one in particular, you know, as I said, there aren't too many people I run into who have a, who have the, the flow that you do. And I've been working on my flow a lot. And I think it's very, I think it's definitely starting to, to normalize to where, you know, I'm just chugging along in this direction. I can change direction if I want. I'm not so disrupted. And I think in this conversation, at least for me, I kind of validated a lot of the thoughts that I was having. Like, yeah, okay. I said it out loud to somebody who understands what I'm talking about. And he didn't stop me to say I'm crazy. So, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, you yeah. think you're saying and whatever you have going on in your head, but until you start to bounce it around, yeah. it's not completely real. A hundred percent. And you know, we're all a little crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. We're a little loco. <laughs> But yeah, no, I totally understand it. And like, you know, I appreciate your like thinking about me and like, I always appreciate our conversations, you know, because like I said, we're both like readers and learners and like just studiers of life. I think that's what's beautiful about what you do and also what I do. And we're able to share that with people through our different mediums, you through your art. I know you're probably in the NFT space. I would highly suggest that you continue looking into it in some form or fashion because 8-bit is fucking dope and like mm-hmm. also the meta is like i mean you know the meta is its own like its own situation you know that'll be cool to do like a vr for vengecon you know like a, a vr space where people can sit like there's so much that's happening with technology that we didn't uh-huh. even touch on yeah i'll have to say for like a, a part two for sure so i'm okay you've worked okay i did a i did a very small test run of a of a virtual art show and i want to do it i want to do it again at some point it's not what people thought there was no 3d involved but it was basically i set up a chat room and a way to cycle through images and so i had my chat and people i would say hey guys what's going on this and that you could hear the audio and then below it 
people were just commenting and the images were showing up. So yes, yeah, the the vibe is out there. The stuff is happening. That little test went well. I didn't take it very much past that, but yeah, the meta, the idea of the metaverse, and I don't mean just, you know, being in a 3D space running around. I literally mean just that layer on top of our current reality that we're starting to connect with where my presence in real life is one thing. And I also have a presence that I'm building like on social media, on the internet, on Twitter. It's all forming this other verse. It's so it's, it, that's, that's technically kind of where the metaverse starts to come in at, where you're starting to see everything that we're putting out there, creating its own environment. Like Twitter is its own nation, community, whatever unto itself. Yeah. It's all a part of it. There's a lot of different nooks in the internet that people can kind of play, congregate, and and commune, right? Mm -hmm. Twitter being one of them, Instagram, meta, virtual reality, all that stuff. And like a lot of art is starting to do, I mean, especially with NFTs, it's amazing to see like the hands back or the power back in the hands of the artist Mm -hmm. to where they're able to you know, make commissions off the sales that, you know, continue to sell. I mean, I know there's a lot of fluff that's going on with like crypto news. That's a whole different conversation with pricing, but NFTs are like still low key making its way forward. Like I want to start talking about NFTs more heavily, like in the next month after some projects start kind of subsiding, Mm -hmm. I want to start having that conversation because like for events, huge for just engagement with your people, you know, the people that support you is one thing. Tick, you know, ticketing, all that good stuff. But yeah, we'll definitely have to explore on that. Were you ever in were you ever into the convention scene, like Comic Cons and Yeah. Expos and Okay. Yeah. I love I love all that stuff. It, I feel like a kid in the candy store, you know, just running around, just like saying what's up. It's cool because a lot of the homies they exhibit. Mm-hmm. So we'll just like bump into like a few of the homies, say what up, yeah. you know. Usually I roll with like Mufasa, who was here earlier. Yeah. I may, Mike Castro, like just the homies, we'll just cruise out. What about you? Do you like Comic Con? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, as I said, the the genesis of Dinjacon was because I used to have conversations around San Diego Comic Con, like li- physically around it. We're, like we'd go to a <laughs> restaurant and we'd have a bunch of people meet up. I would post up on Twitter or something like, hey, I'm hanging out here. All the people would show up and we would have just these conversations. I I left San Diego and a lot of my friends kind of moved to different areas and we stopped having those conversations. But I was like, let me just start having conversations on the internet. And that's what happened. But what's interesting, why why I asked about the, the con scene is that's a place where I saw an application of, of, of tokens used in a way that could be used with NFTs where you'd go to a con and you'd have a bag or a lanyard or a badge or something that said, you know, Comic-Con 2007 special attendee, you know? Yeah. And you're like, holy crap, where'd you get that? And it's like, like, yeah, I was there in 2007. We did this and this and this. With Mardi Gras, even, you know, you come by and you have the the doubloons, you know, and you say, yeah, I got a doubloon from this year, this year, this year. And they're like these little keepsakes, right? Well, in a digital space, if I re-register to Comic-Con or whatever, and I'm in a chat room or something, if my name shows up and then somebody clicks on it, it's like, 
boom, 2007 to 10 deep, boom, 2009 artist alley, whatever, da, da, da. And all this stuff is linked to me through an NFT or whatever, whatever kind of means. All of a sudden, it's like this whole new layer of who I am. And the thing I like about NFTs is, in theory, they're transferable. Yeah. So should we get to a system where, you know, I log on to a new, let's say I log on to a new service for the first time and you log on to the new service for the first time. If I, if I have all my information packaged up in some nice way, then when, when we meet online, it's like, oh, you're, you're Joshua Garcia, you're, you know, boom, inspired LBC shows up by your profile, by your avatar or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like all that information, all of that tokenization kind of came with you. So it doesn't get thrown away and so many avenues. I think that's a huge, that right there is like in the art scene, that's, that's the revolution of that's where everything is kind of going, you know, because Mm -hmm. people are able to see, oh, you went to BenjaCon 3, BenjaCon 4. Oh, you went to also Comic-Con. And it's going to show, it's going to show like this picture of you, you know, that people can kind of get to know you before getting to know you really. It's kind of like having pins. It's like along that pins, right? collectibles community and game and like people can collect it and see what you've been to. I'm like, oh shit, this, this guy knows this person or is familiar with that. And yeah, I think it's, it's a new wave. Like the NFT culture is amazing. You know, from what I've seen, I've been to a couple tea parties. Yeah. That has been amazing. Grinning, what's up, dude? <laughs> Grinning, I gotta shout you. I gotta shout you out on that comment, real, real quick, Josh. What's the name of that painting again? Behind so you. This is Cosmic Queen. This is Cosmic Queen. This is painted by Mr. Toledo and Umami B. They did an amazing freaking job on it. Such a powerful piece. They created it during the art, the best of Long Beach art award ceremony put on by Long Beach Home and Living. Shout out to Sal and Dan. And it is for sale. So if you or anybody that you know is looking for an amazing piece, definitely, definitely check it out. Describe it for the audio listeners. Yeah. So for the audio listeners, what you're looking at here is a very powerful African-American female. She is a cosmic queen. There's only a three-color palette to this there's a black and white element of course and then the three colors is a magenta a yellow and a cyan color or excuse me like a purple and she is basically staring upwards side profile view just looking to the sky with an amazing you know background design she has big beautiful afro around here she's got planet earrings and she's got saturn a saturn necklace which is pretty cool yeah, it's um, like it's like she's got uh, it's like she's part of the celestial bodies and you know like the necklace around her neck it's like the rings of Saturn kind of around her neck so it's giving that vibe. No, totally totally rocking with that. And like she's it. literally she's glowing, you know what I mean? She's glowing like Umami and Mr. Toledo did an amazing job with the rendering, with the shading, like it's a really really beautiful piece. So it's looking for a home Grinning, they are. So Mr. Toledo, he is, I believe he lives in Long Beach, but he's not, he's very familiar with the LB art scene. He's created a lot of murals here in Long Beach, as well as around the country. He is 
freaking amazing at what he does. He's a painter. He's a muralist. Umami B, same thing. She's actually working on an album right now up in the Bay. Shout out to Umami. She's an amazing, talented artist as well. And yeah, so that's that's it. The Cosmic Queen. It's 36, 36 by 48 are the dimensions. 48 wide, 36 tall. And nice. it's acrylic and, and spray paint. Nice. So... That's oh, a very good look there. Yeah, Grinnan, glad you pointed that out, the artwork behind you. One of the things I was pushing for all artists to do is make sure they have art behind them whenever they're doing yeah. a live or something. It's like, hey, listen, you know, people are like, oh, your lighting set up. I'm like, dude, this is like, uh, you know, two target target clip lights. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a simple setup. You know, I'm all about just doing something simple and making it work. Same so. facts. Yeah. And if you, I love it. An artist, if you ever see somebody that you know showing up online with nothing on the walls behind them, you can give them a piece of artwork and put it up behind them and say, listen, put this up behind you and pay me later. They say, no, you know, I can't pay for your art. It's like, listen, just take the art, put it behind you. We'll talk about payment later. Sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Make it happen. You know, and that's. That's that's another thing about art, like the beauty with art too. Is I was, I guess we, you know, a parting thought is with murals. For for those of you who are doing murals or are interested in murals, one, the Arts Council is doing like a mural teaching teaching program. I think it's this week or next, so tune into that. But with murals, it's an advertisement, you know, mm -hmm. a public advertisement of your art. You know, I've come across many artists who are doing murals and they continue to get mural jobs from previous murals that they've done. So all's to say with murals, you know, public advertising, but also any project that you do, whatever you're creating, make sure to talk about it and share it with the world because the world needs to see your art. They need to see what you're creating because if you connect with at least one person with what you're doing, if you brighten someone someone's day, that day just because of something that you put out there, whether it be a piece of content, artwork, work in progress, I think you're making a big difference in the world. Yep, definitely. Josh, I back well all of what you say. No, no, no bullshit flew across, so I don't have to stop and make a correction. <laughs> <laughs> we out here, baby. That's right. That's right. Good stuff, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. So def definitely. And so where can people find you? I primarily live here on Instagram. I sleep here. I'm just kidding. Inspired LBC on, on Instagram, inspiredlbc.com on the website. That's kind of just like what I've done in the past, previous events, some photos. I love doing events and, you know, I just love creating in general, but Instagram is where you can reach out to me. I do have a TikTok that I'm building, but I would say just on this platform would probably, probably be the best. And yeah. If, if you need to get a hold of me, that's where it would be. All right, man. Any, any last parting words before we get out of here? Any last parting words? I mean, I want to say congratulations to you on this Benjicon, dude. That's awesome. Putting something on for the people for like a whole week is amazing. Like, yeah, I, you know, I tuned into a couple of your sessions with other people. It's amazing. I, I kind of want to go back and like, I know you've been posting all of it, but, you know, I think it's people like you that like, or really make a dent in the universe, you know, for the better. And yeah. And I would just suggest for people to tune in, tune, tune into themselves. Like 
whatever it is, like, like I said, I want to like encourage people to like, really just like go after the shit that makes you feel alive. Like when you're, when you're fully alive and you're fully doing what you love to do, like you're in that flow state. And I think what this world may be lacking sometimes is people that are in that flow state. You know, a lot of people are just going, are just clocking in and checking in going day to day. I've been a part of that too. I'm not excluded to that. It's just a matter of finding those things that make you feel alive and like where you're fully expressing yourself. You know, when you're just like your energy is at a high, whatever that looks like for you, I would just say like, do that. If you don't know what that is, then, you know, experiment and, and, you know, go to back to things that you loved as a child. I think that's where kind of where you can find it. Excellent. Very, Excellent. very long-winded parting message. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a great parting message. Totally appreciate it. Josh, this, this has been, this has been one for the books. I am inspired. I know everybody who listens to this will be, as I said, I'm going to be posting this up to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We got linked in there. And actually I do post to LinkedIn as well. That's a new area. I'm kind of posting a lot of the, the business-minded stuff too. They seem to like it. So yeah, it's it's going out all over the place. It's under it. Mr. Mr. Benja's ADD experience and you can find everything. I'm doing it, mrbenja.com. So that's it. <laughs> that's it for this one. April Switzer, I'm glad you joined at the very end. We love you having you here. Love you, April. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's it for this one. Appreciate it, Josh. Cool. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Definitely. Peace. All right. That was Josh Garcia, Joshua Garcia of Inspired LBC, making the world a better place with art. And thank you all for joining us in all seven days of this. We've had some great, great conversations. I'm going to be going through all of these, making clips, putting out other information. I'll definitely make sure everyone is all linked up so you'll be able to go back and reference all of these later. Thank you for showing up, Mike Rock, and keeping 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 Josh in line there. This has been a great experience. I appreciate all of you. I don't know when the next podcast I'm going to do is, but as I said, search for Mr. Benja's ADD experience on on a on your podcast platforms and I'll be putting out these long form versions there. And of course, follow me here on Instagram if you just want the the clips and to talk to me at any time. I'm all about art, design and development, which is what the ADD experience is about. So if you want to talk to me about creation, development, being artistic, it's something I've studied all of my life, developed video games, worked for major corporations, worked for small corporations, and I've worked for myself. So that's what I'm building now. And I appreciate you all. This is going to end it for Benjacon 2022. See you guys later. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.